going to invite Nick up. He's going to bring us the word this morning, as he often does, because he's amazing at it. And uh, that's what we pay him to do, I guess. But it's not just. He works on more than just a Sunday. Uh, cool. So I'm just going to pray for Nick, and uh, we'll get into it. So Father God, we thank you for uh, our pastor Nick, and um, yeah, we just thank you for his, his passion to chase after you, Father God. And um, yeah, we thank you for these words that you've uh, put on his heart and his lips this morning. And um, yeah, we just really ask that you, you open our hearts to receive uh, everything that you have to speak to us this morning, God. Mm. Amen. Uh, so as Dan said, I'm the pastor, and so what that means is I'm not the engineer in my family. Um, and so uh, that means that I, I don't have a great understanding of construction, but I do know that foundations are important. Um, and so we live up on the hill on Discovery Drive, and um, there were some vacant lots on, on our uh, street uh, that have slowly been built out over the few years we were building there. And so we had a vacant lot next to us, which was lovely to, you know, had a bit more sunshine on the side of our house until um, a couple of years ago uh, that block was sold and people started to build on it. And so over, over a period of time, we watched them prepare the groundworks and then uh, they started to build the foundation. And I watched one morning as truckloads of styrofoam blocks were carried onto that site and I thought, this is not good. I don't know our neighbours yet, I hadn't met them at that point, but I thought, this is not a good thing that whoever this dodgy construction company is are building a foundation out of styrofoam. Um, and so we do have an engineer in our family. His name's Ben. He's my brother. He's a civil engineer and um, he, he's worked in lots of different areas of construction. So I rang him and said, Ben, our neighbor's house, the foundation has been built out of styrofoam blocks. And so I said, two, two blocks down the street, um, they're, they're building. But what they're doing is something that made sense to me. They're digging these deep, big, deep holes and they're building these pylons down into the ground. That makes sense. But what's with this styrofoam foundation? And so my brother said, well, it's something called... Um, I had to check this yesterday. I sent him a text message because I was thinking polywaffle. Um, <laughs> and, and I started to get hungry for some reason. But he said it's, it's a waffle slab. And so what these uh, styrofoam blocks do is when you pour the concrete over them, they turn that concrete slab into a waffle-like pattern um, and uh, that makes it very rigid. He said they do it on, t on soils that are very shifting. Um, so the clay soil around here, when it gets wet, it shifts and swells and gets all sludgy and slimy. Um, and he said it's a, it's a good foundation because it makes a very rigid slab. He said essentially that house could slide down the hill on that slab and it'd all stay together because the slab's so rigid. <laughs> and, and so my fears were relieved and my, my understanding that, that foundations are still important today and we've got more technology um, today with styrofoam and things like that to make rigid foundations. But, but we understand, even if we're not engineers, that a foundation is really important for any kind of structure. It provides a firm base, it carries the load, it keeps it stable and, and we understand that a poor foundation means that at some point that building will crumble. It might look all right for a while, but, but eventually over time and as conditions beat against that building, a poor foundation means that that building will eventually fall apart. And, and so this passage today uh, is 
the end of the Sermon on the Mount. We've been talking uh, through this kind of section of Jesus teaching in the Gospels that we know as the Sermon on the Mount. And these are Jesus' last words. He's kind of looking back. He says, therefore, and he's looking back over all his teaching in the Sermon on the Mount, not just the thing he just said. And I believe we can expand that out and, and Jesus is talking more broadly here. He's saying, he's talking about all of his words, but he's talking about foundations. And so Jesus' words, they prompt us to ask ourselves a question. To think about, if I turn this on, to think about what is the foundation that your life is built upon. If foundations are important for every kind of building and we can grab hold of that metaphor for life as Jesus does, this, this last passage of the Sermon on the Mount prompts this question for you and for me. What is the foundation that your life is built upon? Another way of saying that would be what, what gives your life direction? What gives it guidance? What gives it purpose? What, what gives your life meaning and direction? Is it, well, try to be a good person? Is it, oh, well, I just want to make a lot of money? You know, he who gets rich wins. Is it a bunch of kind of different things that have been cobbled together? Is it a system of rules and regulations? Or is it nothing? Is there no direction? Is there no purpose? Is there no true foundation on which your life is built upon? Jesus' words in this final passage prompt us to ask that question of ourselves. What is the foundation that your life is built upon? And so Jesus uh, tells a story about uh, different kinds of foundations and I've just grabbed uh, verse 24 and verse 26 um, to pop up there together and he, he talks about two different kinds of foundations. He says, therefore everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock, but everyone who uh, hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And so this is a story about different kinds of foundations. And remember Jesus, uh, we often consider that he was a carpenter. Some would suggest that he's probably more like a stonemason. But, but however we consider it, Jesus was involved in some form of the construction trade. He understood what he was talking about. And on the surface of things, we might think, well, this is a pretty straightforward analogy. Rock equals good foundation, sand equals horrible foundation. Because we're conditioned as Australians, when we hear the word sand, we, we, we get drawn off from church for a moment and we're picturing a lovely beach and soft white sand. And when we think that way about sand, the natural conclusion that we would make is you'd have to be some kind of super fool to ever consider building upon sand. We've walked on it, we've felt it, we know it has no integrity, no structure, it just squelches under your feet when you're walking to the beach. But there's more to the picture. There's more to what Jesus is talking about here than one obviously really good foundation and one obviously really horrible foundation. So Jesus wasn't delivering, this is not the sermon on the beach. This is the Sermon on the Mount. That mount was in Galilee, near the Lake of Galilee. 
And this is the region in Israel where Jesus did most of his teaching. And so he taught near the Lake of Galilee. And, and the kind of sand that Jesus was talking about was essentially the silt that had built up around this lake in the middle of Israel as the Jordan River flows down. It's well below sea level. Um, it's a freshwater lake and then it, the Jordan flows out of there and into the Dead Sea, which is a saltwater lake. And so this silt had built up around the lake and so it was kind of like sand. But what would happen is that in Israel, they get pretty well no rain all of summer. It's hot and it's dry. And so what would happen to this sand, this silt in the area of Galilee is that in summer, when it's hot and dry, it would be rock hard. It would be firm. It would be nothing like an Australian beach's soft sand. It would be kind of like our clay soil in this area. When it's, when it's hot and it's dry, it's like concrete. In the summer months. But in winter, Israel gets frequent torrential rain. And so this sand that once looked like, this silt that once looked like a rock-hard base in the winter months gets eroded and washed away and turns to slush just like our clay soil does here. It it's, has the appearance of being firm, but when the storms come, it's anything but. And so the point is that a foolish builder in the summer months might look at this hard, firm, silty sand and think that looks like a good foundation. I might build my house upon that. A foolish builder, someone who doesn't understand the conditions of the area, might think that sand, this kind of sand, is a good foundation. But a wise builder understands that even in the good seasons when this looks good, that's not a good place to build. A wise builder will do the work of digging down through that layer after layer of sand until they hit bedrock and start to build a foundation up from that point. Um, and I was reading in a commentary that archaeologists have discovered in this area of Galilee that, that uh, there's, there's ancient foundations essentially 15 feet through sand built upon rock that they would dig down through layer of layer of layer of sand until they found solid rock to build upon. And so the point of this, this story is that lots of things might look like a good foundation to build your life upon until the storms come. And so Jesus told his disciples, if we go back and, and look at chapter 7, verses 24 uh, and 25, he says and we've already read this a few times, therefore everyone who hears these words of mine, so he's teaching in the Sermon on the Mount, he's, he's teaching elsewhere, he's teaching in general the words of Jesus. Anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house upon the rock. And so this isn't a man who went off and, and found a flag rock to build his house upon. This is a man in Galilee who dug down until he found rock. And he goes on to say, the rain came down, the torrential rains of winter season in Israel. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. 
And so Jesus is saying that building upon his word, building our lives upon his word, building our lives upon him is like building our life upon rock. And so most of uh, Jesus' uh, listeners, and so this, uh, if you've been with us throughout this series, you would know that Jesus is speaking to his close circles of, of disciples who've, who've made a decision that their life is going to be about following Jesus. But, but there's also a crowd there, and so this, this message is about um, teaching his disciples how to be his disciples, but it's also an invitation to the crowd to come in and join his disciples. And at this stage, almost all of them would have been Jewish. And so this word that, that, that Jesus is teaching here, that if you build your life upon my words, it's like building your life upon the rock. It would have obviously in Galilee given them this thought about digging down to bedrock, but it would have also cast their mind back to the, the almost hundreds of times in, in their Old Testament scriptures, what we now call the Old Testament refers to God as the rock. Uh, just as one example of that, if, if we read in... Um, it's not going to be up on the screen, but if we read in Psalm 62 that King David wrote of God, in Psalm 62, verse 5 and 6, he says, Find rest, O my soul, in God alone. My hope comes from Him. He alone is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. And so all throughout Israel's history were those who saw that God was the only foundation upon which to stand. He was the only refuge. He was the solid rock. And if, we, if a person built upon God, then he would not be shaken. And so thousands of years later, when Jesus says, if you build your life upon me and my words, it's like a wise man who built upon the rock. He's claiming so much more than just being a wise teacher. Is essentially saying, I am that ancient rock upon which you can build your life. Jesus says his words are the rock, his words are the solid foundation, his words are security, his words are salvation. And he says, when storms come, this, this wise man who built his house upon the rock, he says, when the storms come against it, the rain, the wind beats against that house, it does not fall because it's built upon that rock. So Jesus is saying, when we build our life upon His Word, when the storms of life come, our life will not crumble, our life will not fall apart, we will not be swept away by them if we're built upon that rock. What kind of troubles come in life? Well, Relationship, tension, conflict, finance issues, illness, persecution, death, whatever you can insert into that idea of what storms come in life, that's what Jesus is talking about here. When they come, Jesus says, if you're built upon Him, you will not fall. So the thing is that Jesus doesn't say, if you build your life upon me, you won't experience any trouble. If you build your life upon me, you'll be kind of encased in this uh, impenetrable force, fortress and, and no struggle or hardship will ever come to you in your life. In fact, he says the opposite in the Gospel of John. He says to his followers, in this life you will have trouble. To which they all responded, thank you for that word of encouragement, Jesus. 
And in fact, for those that follow Jesus, it's not just that there will be trouble in spite of their decision to follow Jesus. Jesus says that there'll be some specific kinds of trouble that you will face because you've made your decision to follow Jesus. But Jesus promises his followers, if you are built on him, if you're built on his word, your life will not crumble when storms come. And his word holds true even to the ultimate storm of this life, which is the end of it. If we're built upon him, we will endure in him beyond this life and into eternity. And Jesus says that the way we build on him is to hear his words, but it's not just hearing his words. It's not just reading his words. He says, those who hear these words of mine and put them into practice. That's what it looks like to build upon the word of Jesus. It's not just to hear them. It's not just to go, oh, that's an inspiring word. Oh, it was a great message in church today. And walk out and do nothing about it. It's hearing the word. It's reading the word and putting it into practice. Literally, uh, in the original Greek language, this one uh, was written in, it says, everyone who hears my words and does them. Hearing God's word, hearing Jesus' word, and doing it, is how we build upon the rock. It's embracing Jesus' word, it's, it's trusting Jesus' word, it's living out Jesus' word, it's building your life upon them. In James, uh, he talks about, uh, in James 1.22, he says, this is Jesus' brother, he says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves, do what it says. And so it's by doing what Jesus' word says, it's by building our entire life upon it that we build upon the rock that is Jesus. And so Jesus promises us this. This is the promise of today's passage that, you know, if you've tuned out or you will tune out if, if, you've, if you've kind of not paying much attention to any of this, this is the thing to remember. That Jesus promises that His Word is a sure foundation that will endure through every storm, even death. Jesus promises that His Word is a sure foundation that will endure any storm, even death. And in fact, building upon anything else is like building upon sand. Jesus goes on from, from these verses, and we've already read the first uh, one of this, the verse of this several times as well, he says, but, but, everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house upon sand. We now know that's not the beach, that's someone who didn't do the work of finding bedrock. Then he says the exact same words again that he said about the wise man's house. He says, The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Those who were hearing it would have known that's winter life in Israel. Same conditions, same storms of life, but something very different happens. He says, And that house, 
and it fell with a great crash. Hearing and not putting Jesus' words into practice is, is like rejecting all common sense and all building codes. It's, it's, it's like doing what I thought our neighbours were doing and going, you don't need a good foundation. Anything will do. Let's make it out of styrofoam. Let's just, let's just go for styrofoam blocks that kind of look like concrete. And so that will be good enough for us. Not building upon Jesus' word is like rejecting the idea of having a solid foundation. It's rejecting any wisdom or building codes around life construction. But the thing is, like the sand, like the silt around the Lake of Galilee and the area of Galilee, there are lots of things in this world, there are lots of things in life that, that look like they will be a good foundation. There's lots of things like the clay soil around here that if you, if you get it in summer when it hasn't rained for 15 years like it is at the moment, it, it, it's really rock hard. And the temptation's there to, you know, this is really hard to dig through. Why don't I just build on this? It's, it's, it looks good. There are many things in life that look like a good foundation to build upon. Careers. Just, you know, trying to be a good person. Our, our, our marriages or our relationships or our families or, or you know, our skills and abilities or our, our physical strength or, or, or our, our sense of identity in anything. There's lots of things in this life that, that look like a good foundation to build upon. I remember um, a past season in my life uh, when I used to play rugby and I'd, I'd worked my way up to first grade, which sounds impressive, but it was in the worst team in the competition, but um, I share that part less frequently. Um, and, and I was there for several seasons and I felt, without knowing it, I, I, I realised that part of my life was founded on the idea that I was a first grade rugby player. And I only realised that when our club got this new young guy and I'd had a few bad games, not so good, and I found myself in second grade. And, and, and I realised that, not so much in these words, but that it was once that was eroded, I realised that I was trying to stand on a foundation that, that wasn't as sure as I thought it might be. This is, as a believer, this is... Uh, as a Christian, this is as a pastor while this was taking place. It's irrelevant to the sermon, but I feel a sense of pride I need to tell you that two weeks later I did get back into first grade and, uh, with, a, with a fresh sense of uh, identity anchored on Jesus, of course. But, but there are lots of things like that, aren't there? That, that they feel like firm foundations. They look like it. It's, it looks like it's flat and hard and you can build upon it and you can trust in it and you can rest upon it. And, it, and it's only when something happens, like a storm, like a rain, like marriage tension, like losing your job, like getting dropped to second grade, like business trouble, whatever it is, whatever a storm looks like to the thing that you've built your life upon, it looks firm. It looks good. It looks like just any other house, 
sometimes even better, until something comes to undermine that. And in Jesus' words, our entire life falls with a great crash. The same storms come against those who build on Jesus and those who don't. But the outcome is radically different. These, these words, great crash in the original Greek language that Matthew wrote this with, it doesn't really refer to the sound that it makes when it falls over. It refers to the totalitary, total, total nature. Let's give up on the other one. Total nature. And my life is not built on my ability to pronounce words, thankfully. Great crash refers to the total nature of the collapse. Nothing's left standing. When we build our life upon something that cannot withstand the storm. See, it's not just the, the foundation gets eroded away, but what's on top is, is kind of left in, in, in an intact nature. When we, when we build our life, however good and beautiful and wonderful what we've built is, if it's on a foundation other than bedrock... It's going to completely collapse when storms come. And so the thing is, and I, I want to share with you this verse that wasn't in our passage this morning. It comes from much later in Matthew. It's Matthew chapter 24, verse 35. And, and these are Jesus' words as well. It says, heaven and earth will pass away. Heaven and earth will pass away. Jesus is saying, this word heaven refers um, to like the the... the uh, universe, the sky, the stars, the planets, but it also refers in a spiritual sense to um, you know, the, 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 the current spiritual realm. Jesus says that heaven will pass away. The earth, the, the, the place we live, this planet, this rock that we are spinning around on, unless you're a flat earther, um, we welcome you this morning. Um, whether it's flat or round... Jesus says that will pass away. Even the very planet on which we stand is not a sure foundation. Jesus refers to one thing that will never pass away. He says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. See, the thing is, Jesus' word is the only secure foundation. Everything else is sand. Jesus' word is not just an okay foundation, not just one good foundation amongst many. Jesus' word is the only foundation that will endure. Not relationships, not careers, not even your pastor. God forbid that any of you have done this, but build your life upon me, but... But we know that believers have done that. They've, they've built their faith and their life upon a particular pastor and unfortunately pastors are human and all too often we fail. And so they've built your faith and your life upon a pastor. It falls. And you know if, you, if you're part of this church and have heard me preach regularly how much I value the church and how much I value gathering together as the church. But, but if your life is built upon church, then I'm sorry the church 
will disappoint. The church is not a solid enough foundation to sustain your life in the midst of storms. In Australia, this probably never happens anymore. But if your life is built upon the security of your government or its stability, the day will come when it will crumble or at least crack. And if you're built upon that, if that's the foundation of your life, then it will fall with a great crash. And sadly, all too often, if our life is built upon our, 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 our bodies, our health, our, our, our well-being, then sadly, all too often, many of us have experienced, or at least all of us know, know friends, loved ones, whose, whose health has proved to not be a sure foundation. We live in a, a broken world where the foundation of our health is not enough to sustain us in the midst of storms. There is one foundation on which we may build that will not see us collapse with a great crash. And so Jesus is speaking to his disciples and he's speaking to the crowd behind them. And as I said last week, I imagine him kind of looking over the shoulder of the disciples who were gathered close at the crowd and and, and urging them to heed his words. He's saying essentially, don't be tempted to build upon stand, on sand. Not the kind of sand that, as I said, you'd have to be a super fool to build on, some kind of extra special fool. But the kind of sand that, that looks good in a good season, he says, don't be tempted to build your life upon that. Because storms will come. One of the most reliable things in Israel is that uh, storms will come in winter. With some climate change happening uh, that many would believe um, is happening, some may not, but they've had quite a lot of dry seasons in Israel at the moment. But but at least at Jesus' time 2,000 years ago, it was one of the most dependable things in Israel that that storms would come in winter. It's in fact what enabled them to live in this usually dry part of the world is that storms would come, that, that streams would come in the desert as it talks about in the Psalms. So just as sure as the storms are or were in Israel, Jesus is saying, storms will come in your life. And so don't be tempted to think it's always going to be good and build upon the sand. Dig down through the sand and build upon the rock. Do the work of removing layer after layer until your entire life is established on the bedrock of Jesus. Don't let some idea of, you know, it sounds ridiculous to me now, but some idea of, I play first grade rugby, be a foundation for any part of your life. Don't let some idea of career or a particular relationship or, and all of these things are worth investing in. I'm not saying they're not worth investing in, but, but don't let those things prop up or, or, or lend stability to any part of your life. Let all of those things be built upon instead the bedrock of Jesus. Jesus and his word 
are the only sure foundation. And so the question I want to ask you this morning as um, our team come up, um, our worship team come up, the question I want to ask you this morning is to come back to the start. The question I want all of us to ask ourselves is, what is the foundation that your life is built upon? If you're not yet a believer, if you've not yet made that step to put your trust in Jesus, to take that first step to say, I am going to build my life upon the rock that is Jesus. Let me encourage you strongly to make that decision today. But if you are a believer in Jesus, I don't want us to think this morning, well, yeah, I'm built upon the rock. You know, I'm, I'm a Christian. I put my faith in Jesus and my life is established upon the rock and, and I'm all good because, because I could have told for myself and maybe I'm the only uh, Christian who's made the mistake of establishing parts of their life on another foundation. But, but I've walked, I've had the, the blessing of walking essentially my entire life in faith with Jesus that's been a gift to me but all throughout that life I could have told lots of other stories Um, that was just the one that I got to mention that I played first grade rugby in I could have told lots of other stories for myself about there was this thing there was that thing there was this thing that I I had moments of realising parts of me are built on something other than the rock that is Jesus and the rock that is Word. What is the foundation of your life? Because Jesus and His words are the only sure foundation. Our worship team are just going to play for a moment and I don't want you to stand, I don't want you to start singing, we'll get to that. But as they sing over us, I want you to to sit with that question, to sit with this statement for a few minutes and reflect on what is it really that you've built your life upon? Let me encourage you not to wait until the whole thing collapses before you realize it was something else. So let me pray. Team, we're going to play for a moment and just allow God to speak to you. If that's a foreign idea for you, just encourage you to close your eyes as the worship team sing and, and just say to God, if you're there, speak to me. And so, Father, I pray that through your spirit now that, that you would give answer as we ask ourselves the question of what we're built upon. That you would reveal, for those of us that that do and have made that choice to believe in you, that you would reveal parts of our life that, that we've allowed to be built upon the sand, that you would reveal them to us and graciously lead us to reestablish them upon the rock that is Jesus. And Father, if we're, we're not yet people of faith in Jesus, I just pray that by your spirit you would draw us into making that decision now. In Jesus' name.
you be blessed and encouraged by this message, we'd love for you to become a part of the Ask Baptist family. Log on to ycbc.church to find out more.